0: This is the SEC Insider Hit, And it's presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue.
1: Oh, yes, it is. The Out of Bounds Show brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue, the official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show. Good morning. Welcome in. Oh, man. We got a big one in Baton Rouge. We do. Bama at LSU. And some people believe that LSU has enough juice to make this a four-quarter game. And a lot of that is based on their uh, quarterback's ability, or mobility, excuse me, and uh, what they believe LSU's ability to maybe uh, get to Bryce Young, right? I mean, you want to throw him off a little bit. Now, he's unbelievable, poised, measured, good, but uh, plush him out of the pocket, make him uncomfortable, and... And get him off that uh, rhythm and pace. Maybe you got a four quarter game. We bring in LSU insider Mike D'Atelier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans. Mike D joins us on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. And the show is brought to you by Sound and Communication, SoundComAV.com, the absolute leader in leading edge audiovisual powered by SoundComAV.com. Mike D, um, does LSU have enough juice to make this a four-quarter game in Baton Rouge?
0: I think they can keep it close. Uh, I I don't know if they can win it. Uh, Again, Jaden Daniels is the key, which he has been the last couple weeks, and he gives you more than a fighting chance, uh, so to speak, or a puncher's chance in this game. Uh because of his maneuvering as a runner and also his improvisational skills as a passer. And LSU's strength is at wide receiver. Okay? Uh that's not a lot of teams in, in college football that has the talent LSU has at wide receiver. They they loaded there. But Jaden needed to trust those guys, and he has over the last couple weeks and no one ever questioned his running skills. He's the best running quarterback LSU has ever had in the history of LSU. Wow. And he's got the records to prove it. So, uh it'll be interesting defensively can LSU keep Bryce Young in the pocket. Everybody always says, well, they want him they want Bryce Young on the move. Uh, hell no. You don't want him on the move. That That's the worst thing. You want him to throw the football from the pocket. Where he's so effective is when he moves to the left and to the right, and he buys time, and he gives a little extra for his receiver to get open downfield. The receivers that Alabama has today aren't the same caliber wideouts that they had maybe over the past four or five years where they produce what, four first-round pick receivers? So um, I-, I do think what Archie told me, uh, Archie Manning told me back in the summer is correct. He is our gener- generation's version of Fran Tarkenton. And you wanted Fran to throw the football from the pocket. If you think that having him run around and throwing a ball off the run is bad for him? No, it's bad for you because that's when he makes plays. That's when he is able to give a little extra time for a receiver to get open downfield, and also he can take off and run with it. You know, he's not afraid to do that. So I think that's a big key. It was last year. LSU was able to get a lot of interior pressure, and Bryce didn't light him up. I was, LSU actually had a shot last year uh, against Alabama, really did. And a big part of it was trying to get pressure up the middle and kind of break the pocket down there because they didn't want him moving around. They didn't want him running around throwing off the run. The big difference this year is they have Jameer Gibbs, and I think he becomes the key. Um I know uh, everybody, and this is nothing against Robinson from Texas. And I've seen a lot of people, oh, he's the best back in college football for the pros in 2023. Well, give me Gibbs if I'm an NFL team. He's number one on my board as far as a running back is concerned. He does have a lot of uh, McCaffrey, Kamara-type skills, as a runner and a receiver. And, again, that's nothing against Robinson. I I just would rather have Gibbs because of his speed, his elusiveness, his ability to make you miss in space. And, man, once he cuts the corner, you got problems. Uh, He becomes the key guy uh, for LSU. They've got to be able to not let him get off on them and forced Bryce to make plays downfield from the pocket-throwing the football. Mm-hmm. And LSU did that last year. They got hit early with a couple of deep throws to Jamison Williams. But they did a good job last year. You go back and look at that game. They were in there at the end. Uh, they They played four quarters of football against Alabama and did a pretty solid job. This year is a little bit different because quarterback issue at LSU, if Daniels continues to improve, gives them a shot. And I don't think Alabama's as good in the catch part of the game as they were a year ago. And um, defensively, they've had their moments where they've given up some big plays in the passing game. Um, again, trying to block Will Anderson with a freshman tackle. <laughs> you better get him some help. Um, either with a tight end or with a running back to chip on him because you don't want him in, in the backfield more than what Jaden is. So interesting challenge, different ball team from a year ago, and I think in Baton Rouge, LSU's got a better than a puncher shot, but you can't let Alabama jump on you early because that has been yeah. – that's the a good point, for a disaster Mike. Disaster for LSU. I, I, <laughs> Alabama's jumped on them like a bad cat, and you know you can't get them off you. And it's uh, home field advantage has really not been a huge make up for Alabama when they played in Baton Rouge. They come here on a business trip and they get they take care of business. If it's been with less uh, in recent years or with Coach O. Other than that 2019 game in in Alabama, LSU has struggled. Uh, last year they had a shot. They, they did have a shot. But um, Alabama has never been the elixir for LSU to get better in recent years. But this is a little different Alabama team than what we've seen in years past, uh, to be honest with you. Um, and I think Nick would admit they've underachieved from what I think most people thought you'd see from this football team, uh, in 2022.
1: I have to tell you about this game changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day. Like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z biotics. He is Mike Detilier on the Yingling Lager guest line. We're talking Bama LSU, baby. And we're all hoping for a really, really good game. It's a night game ESPN in Baton Rouge. When, uh, Okay, so as far as LSU on defense, Bama doesn't have the sizzle, as you said, with the wide receivers. Uh, do you think that they can hold Bama under 30? I'm go- if you were asking, I would say they're
0: <clears throat> they're gonna go over that.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: It depends how much over. <laughs> I think is the question. <clears throat> the bigger question, Marcus, can Alabama hold LSU's offense down?
1: Right. Right.
0: You know, I-, I think that's that's the other part of it. Can Alabama's defense hold LSU down? Uh, again, for LSU defensively. The game plan, and I'm a big believer in this, in that if you got a star player, you try to take him out of the game as much as you possibly can. The star player for Alabama is Gibbs as a runner and a receiver. So you can't over-pursue at times, and you got to have to find a matchup with him uh, in the coverage part of the game, you're not covering him with no linebacker or no safety. you got issues. Uh, you're going to have to go to nickel real quick. And so uh, you, you're going to have to get a cornerback, match up against Gibbs. Because if you go any other way, he's going to beat you. He's beating everybody else. Why wouldn't he beat you? So you, you understand that quickly. Who are you going up against here? Uh, Defensively for Alabama, I think the big key is can LSU's offensive line with still developing parts and two freshman tackles, can they haul off the edge pass rush that Alabama's going to try to give Jalen? Because I think, you know, Daniels has gotten success – because he's been a little bit more patient in the pocket. But if you watched him against Florida and Ole Miss, a lot of times he had a ton of time to throw the football. It wasn't like he's getting pressured every every snap. That's a good point. And a lot of running plays were designed running plays for Daniels. They were designed running plays for Jaden to take off. It wasn't necessarily him just bolting out of the pocket like a a wild coat in the field. Uh, That was set up. But, man, uh, you know, having watched the last two games and broken the tape down with it, LSU's offensive line has really played well and giving Daniels a lot of time to throw the football downfield. And he's trusting his receivers. And I would, man, if I had Kayshawn and Malik, and Jure and, and Karen Lacey and, and Smith. <laughs> uh, and also I threw in Mason Taylor, the, the freshman tight end, Man, I'm giving him a shot. Uh, some of those guys are, are king size receivers. Uh, you know, that 50, 50 ball is more 70, 30. And that's what's, that's what's And Their running game has been solid. Hasn't been great. Mm. Um, as maybe, it's not as good as it was a year ago. Uh, but also the running back situation is a little bit different. And the one thing with uh, Coach Kelly, he's always been running back by committee. If he was in Cincinnati, if he was at Notre Dame, not with LSU, it's been Josh Williams. Uh, John Emery's had his moments. And then Armani Goodwin's back from uh, the, uh, the surgery. Uh, the hamstring injury, so uh, that's been okay. But really, the that that top runner has been Daniels. He because he scares you uh, once he turns the corner. And you know, and I've talked to LSU defenders, and they they were like, man, in practice, we thought we had an angle on him, and he would outrun us. Um, um, I don't listen. I've done this over thirty years. I've never heard uh, LSU defenders talk about a quarterback that could run like what Jaden <laughs> can. And he does it effortlessly. If you watch the game, you say, he ain't that fast. No, you ain't on the field trying to catch him either. (laughs) That's the big difference. You're not out there trying to catch him. And Bryce, you know, He's not the biggest dude around, okay? And and I think Archie's right about the comparison of he's this generation's version of Fran Tarkenton. And for some people they got to hit Wikipedia about Fran Tarkenton, but I'm I'm old enough I do remember Fran uh when he played with the Vikings toward the end of his career. And he and Bryce have a lot of similarities in their way of playing the game. It's cerebral it's finding the open man, but it's also about wearing you out. Man, if you're a defensive lineman, you you tired of chasing that little dude around, you know, for a couple of hours. And he he's gonna make plays. And again, the key is don't let him run around. Force him to throw that football from the pocket and put a little pressure on him inside. That he's backing up and that he's not running sideways. Because once he cuts that corner, uh, you know, you got issues now. Now he becomes a a big one for you. So, yeah, it's an interesting game with LSU-Alabama. But if history tells you anything, other than 2019, has Alabama been the cure elixir for LSU? And the answer is no. They have not been, you know, you, you, there's a lot of hype to the game. Man, I remember numerous games, LSU and Alabama coming into this game undefeated. Okay? And that was only one team that left <laughs> uh, undefeated. And other than 2019, it was Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I'm interested to see the coaching chess pieces being moved between Saban and Kelly, because now, while they have squared off against one another, you know, in kind of final four type games, um, this is a little different outlet between the two of them, and and how Brian, um, you know, plays cards against Nick, you know, <laughs> that that to me is the other part of the story. Um, we knew. When Coach Miles went against Alabama, his thing was we're going to out-physical them. And at times they did. And early on between Nick and Les, Les won some games that way. Uh, Just being the more physical team and running the football better. Uh, But that wore out after a while. And then LSU got blown out a few times. They couldn't do anything offensively uh, in, in kind of the Ogeron time frame. Other than that twenty nineteen game yeah. which was a wild affair of watching Tua and Joe Burrow go off on one another. Ooh. I mean dude, that they they were they were squirreling it out. Man, you talk about the receiving talent on that field that day uh was just unbelievable. And uh, let me ask it was you one this. hell of a game,
1: yeah. Mike Natilier, WWL radio, TV, New Orleans, on the out of bounds show in the Yingling Lager guest line. Mike, let's switch gears. Auburn fired Brian Harson, they have a new AD, John Cohen. Who do you think Auburn will target, Mike?
0: I, I do believe that they will make a big time effort for Lane. Uh, I know I would if I was Auburn. Uh, I I don't know how Lane feels about it, okay? I I would think if I'm Auburn, I I try to make that maneuver and see if I can't get Lane out of uh, Oxford. I, I don't know how he feels about it because I've always felt that if Kiffin left Ole Miss, it would be for the NFL. It wouldn't be for another college job. But I don't know how he feels about, and, you know, people are trying to compare it to, like, Tuberville. But we're in a little bit different era of coaching and also a different guy, uh, you know, with, with Lane. You can't compare him to Tuberville by any stretch. Uh, so I think they do make a play for Lane. Now, the big question mark, would be they got enough money to get him out of there if they have to uh because they can pony up a lot of cash how does lane feel about it and that part i couldn't answer there's only one dude that can answer that and you know you get a lot of people well i know he wouldn't leave well how do you know uh you inside that that head of his No. uh there's only one guy that can answer that um uh, I just off the surface. I don't. I wouldn't think him leaving Ole Miss to go to Auburn is going to happen. And then so now you got to make another maneuver. Where do you go from there? And I think mm-hmm. that's going to be the big question mark because now we know behind the scenes at Auburn there are a lot of people that's kind of pulling and tugging for power to bring in the next head coach. And, and kind of where does that lead you? But if you look at their other programs, well you got to kind of admit that they've done pretty well with the exception of the
1: football program. Yeah, they're killing it in basketball and baseball, Mike D.
0: Yeah, and so my thing is somebody's getting it right. But is there, but there's nothing like football, okay? that That's another kind of animal in the jungle that you look at, and I do think now in this new age of name, image, likeness, and I'm going to have some say on who's going to come in, it's going to take somebody that is going to say, hey, listen, guys, I want your help, but you're not going to influence me. Now, you get a lot of guys that say that. How many of them actually do it today? They're taking the advice of these guys that are cutting these huge checks to the school. You can say it doesn't happen at my school, and I'm going to tell you, you're full of you-know-what. you you accepting that if they're going to cut you that check, they're going to have some influence. That's just the way it is today in college football. But you're going to have to have somebody with some backbone and some steel – titanium in the backbone to say, hey, listen, we want your help. We need your help, but let me do the head coaching job. There's been way too many chefs in the kitchen at Auburn, (laughs) (laughs) football-wise. Way too many. Uh, And I think that's what you want to sort of fight off, that now if you miss on your top guys and you come down to playing – C, D, and E, Um, and that's the old Sam Jankovic line. Um, I got to know Sam later in his life, and he was the AD at Miami of Florida. And he goes through Snellenberger, Jimmy Johnson, Dennis Erickson, Butch Davis, and he said, "Guess what? Once Howard left, Jimmy Erickson." And he said Butch was a little different. That was a lot of push internally for Butch. But he said for Jimmy and Erickson, they were not number one on anybody's list but one. And that was mine. Mm. Said he would, they were number one on my list, not on people at the Board of Supervisors at Miami at
1: that time. Boy, those were great and, hires. That that was and, long before we were tracking athletic directors, yeah, and and, and they're so, you know hiring, you know, and Sam genius. was. What do you do when you get to E?
0: Okay, let's say A and B because he said I'll be honest, uh, Jimmy was not A or B for me, but he said he was C. <laughs> he, he was C, A great, one of the greatest <laughs> hires
1: in the history of college football. Hey, Mike, I got one. I got one minute, uh, Jimbo. If he loses to Florida and LSU and maybe even Auburn on the way out, do you still think he gets 2023?
0: I think he survives because of the contract. But, man, it's going to be tough to swallow uh, for people that have given a lot of money to Texas A&M. And, you know, if I wouldn't know any better, you'd, you'd almost swear he was looking to get fired. It's, you know, and I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying there are some things that he is doing behind the scenes that is very similar to how it ended at Florida
1: State. Yeah, but he didn't have 87 million dollars no, coming he didn't. his way. No, did He's he's just uh, yeah. He's
0: a train wreck. He today. is.
1: A, he's a crybaby and he's a train wreck. And he he yeah. He put the Florida State he he uh through gasoline and fire on that. Now he's trying to do it at AM. Mike D, at Mike Dettelier on Twitter. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it, Mike D. Thank Go- you, Bo. Appreciate it. WWL Radio TV New Orleans. Mike Dettelier on the Yingling Lager guest line. Um, oh, man. Lunch today brought to you by the Market Cafe at Fleetway Market in Gluckstadt and the Market Cafe at Fleetway Market in Brookhaven. Uh, Fuel up at Fleetway Market on your way to Starkville, Tuscaloosa, Fat Rouge.